What would you do if a donor says something racist, sexist, or homophobic? We're going to discuss what you can do when donors are offensive. Welcome to All About Capital Campaigns, a podcast that provides fuel for your nonprofit's growth. Each week, Andrea Kilstead and Amy Eisenstein, co-founders of the Capital Campaign Toolkit, provide practical tips about raising more money for your nonprofit organization. Here are your hosts, Amy and Andrea. Hello, I'm Amy Eisenstein, and I'm joined today by my friend, colleague, and co-pilot of this podcast, Andrea Kilstead. Hi there, I'm Andrea. All right. So we came up with this topic because in a recent team meeting, one of our expert campaign advisors raised an important topic and an important question. And she wanted to know how to advise her clients on how to handle donors who behave offensively. And what do you do when a donor says something that goes against your principles? This is a really naughty subject. And I think we need to really brainstorm here how to manage it because there's no easy or obvious answer. But we want to broach the topic. So, Andrea, why don't you kick us off? Sure. Thanks, Amy. You know, this isn't a new topic, but somehow it has a new importance in this time when people are so at odds with one another. I mean, people are politically at odds. It just seems that everybody is sort of on edge much more and disagreements are, you know, are easy to have them erupt. So I think it's incredibly important that we have some very clear strategies in mind. Should that happen? Should you be asking a large donor for a gift and he starts to say things or she starts to say things that you know you totally disagree with? In fact, the things that the donor says go against the mission and the principles of your organization. And you need to know how, you, how you're going to think about how you're going to deal with those, with those things. Should you pretend to agree? That's a good right. question. Right? I'm sure there's plenty of development directors who have felt pressure because they were talking to a huge donor that they had to pretend to agree with some racist, homophobic or misogynistic comment. And so, yeah, we're here to good question. Probably, Should we probably right? say you don't have to agree. <laughs> you don't have to pretend. You don't have to, to pretend, agree. but it's not so simple. Let's go over all the questions first and then we'll we'll cycle back to some approaches. So, I mean, should you let the donor know that you disagree with what they've just said? Should you raise that? Right. If the so donor says, you know, those people you serve are just lazy. Yeah. For example, if they other the people that your organization serves, right? Should you say something or should you just let it let it roll? Right. right. So that's two things. Do you print pretend to agree versus letting it roll or letting it go? Those are diff different things, right? Or let the donor know that you disagree. Or you um, can say things. to the donor, I really don't agree with you, right? You're wrong because of X, Y, and Z. You can argue with the donor. You can actually take the donor on. That that would be a strategy. I'm not sure it's the best strategy, but it would be a strategy. And you may actually be inclined to do that. If the comments are egregious and hurtful and go against everything you and your organization believe, it may be tempting to get into an argument, right? Or 
should you just let the offensive language go and shift the conversation back to the gift? right? That's the other option. You have a number of choices here. And I think that rather than letting these situations happen and being caught kind of blindsided by them, you should think about, well, what what should I do? What will I do? How will I handle situations like that? Yeah, I think it's important. You know, they're going to come up. It's not, it shouldn't be a surprise. These, this is the age that we're living in, that we're going to disagree with people uh, from time to time or frequently. So we should be thoughtful and intentional about how we respond. All right. How we, what are the options? What, what, what are our brainstorms, Andrea, on how a development director should or can or might appropriately respond to offensive talk? Well, so first that comes to my mind is that you should not pretend. You should not pretend to believe things or be a person that you are not. It's injurious in many ways. It's injurious for you, right? You may go to bed at night and think that you had behaved in a way that is not true to who you are. And you don't want your job or a situation to put you in that position. So don't pretend. You don't have to pretend to be the donor's friend. You don't have to pretend that the relationship is other than it is. You need to be very clear about what the relationship is. And you don't have to say, yes, I agree with you. You don't have to be who they are. You can be who you are. So that's point number one. Yeah. No, I mean, right. So don't pretend and don't debate, right? I think there's a way to respectfully say, listen, you know, what you just said is not appropriate and it's offensive to me, but you don't have to get in an argument either. You can you can acknowledge it. You can say that language doesn't work here because it's against the principles and the values of the organization. So I think don't pretending comes with being an upstander, right? Not bystanding, but actually saying, acknowledging and mirroring back without getting hopefully into a heated debate. You don't need to go on and on. You can just say that's language that we don't use around here. It doesn't, it's offensive to me. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'd say it's offensive to me. I don't know that you need to say that, but you can say that's language that we tend not to use around here, that we, you know, we work hard to make our language really really constructive and positive. Inclusive, not exclusive. And inclusive. So I think you can phrase what you say in a way that is not, what's the word, does not light up the fire of anger, but simply says, here's what we do. Now, there is a, a marketing or sales strategy that's very well known to anyone who's been in marketing and sales. Sometimes we use it in the fundraising, in the fundraising field when we ask for a gift and someone gives us an objection. That's where we we use this. It's called feel, felt, found. And here's how it goes. You say, Amy, I know how you feel, right? I've felt that too sometimes, right? When something just doesn't look right to me and it's outrageous me, right? That's feel and felt, right? I know how you feel. I've felt it too. But here in this organization, with the work that we do, we have found that the people who may outrage it make you, you know, sort of outrage you, we have found that they are remarkably hardworking and capable, that they've had multiple setbacks in life. But when we give them half a chance, they really can make incredible process. So while I feel, I understand what you feel, I've had that feeling myself in some ways. 
what we found is quite to the contrary. Feel, felt, found. It's a very nice, positive, constructive way of taking someone on without their even knowing that you've taken them on. Yeah, I think that one probably takes some practice. So think about how it applies to your organization and how it might come up because it won't be natural or impromptu the first few times. You will have to think through how you're going to use that and how you might use it. I think role-playing is is wonderfully important. I don't ever recommend development directors using scripts, but practicing different scenarios is a great idea so that you are prepared in some of these circumstances. Well, and feel felt found is a wonderful framework. Talk about a fourth F, feel felt found framework, right? (laughs) Actually, if you want to know more about it, it's well enough known so you can just Google feel felt found and you'll find a whole lot of material written on it. We did not make this up. It actually is, is in the marketing and sales parlance. And you'll see lots of examples from different fields. So you can start to practice with it. I like that as a, as an approach. Number three. So for number one is don't pretend, but don't debate. Number two is get good at feel felt found responses. And number three is acknowledge differences and focus on the mission. So you can say, you know, I don't really agree with you, but we're here to talk about your gift to the such and such organization. You've supported us for a very long time. You just acknowledge that there is, is a rub here and you walk right around it to what the reason you are, you are sitting there together with a donor. One of the ways you have taught me over the years, Andrea, of transitioning a conversation and not alienating someone is using the word and. So you can say, I don't agree with that. And we're really here to talk about the arts center. So let's focus on that. So you don't need to say, but. Right. In your example, I think you used the word, you know, we don't we don't agree on that, but we're just here to talk about this something um, and is much more positive. Right. It, it brings things together. It's a good segue. So, you know, um, that comment you made is not something that feels like it's on topic for this conversation. And we're really here to talk about your gift. So let's draw our attention back to the arts center, the cancer center, the the after school center, whatever it is that you're talking about. And so that you can say, I heard what you say. You can acknowledge, you know, it's not something I want to talk about with you now. It doesn't feel right. And let's move the conversation back to what we're supposed to be talking about. Right. I mean, and, you know, given this sort of framework for improv, as Amy knows, I'm, I take improv classes and the framework for all improv is yes and. So you don't have to say, yes, I agree with you, but you can say, yes, I hear you. And let's talk about such, this such and such. It's, it's really a remarkable way to just shift a conversation, move a conversation over. Yeah. There's another topic that comes up around this subject. It's a slightly different topic, but I think an important one. Um, and that's the question of should your organization accept money from people who have made that money in ways that are very much against the basis of your organization? Now, that's not a decision that you as a development director are going to make. But if you see that there might be a problem, you may want to take that to your board and actually encourage your board to have conversations about when the organization does or does not accept money from a particular company or donor. Um, There may be 
maybe times when it's just not appropriate when the organization is going to say, thank you very much, but we're not going to accept your money. But that's a much, it's a different topic. It's a bigger topic. I think, Amy, are we going to come back and do a podcast on that someday? Yeah, we can do a podcast on that. I'll just give a quick example. And it's like a, a drug rehab center deciding, the board deciding not to take money from alcohol companies or something like that. So, you know, it's sort of in the same vein of how do you manage donors that are doing things that are contrary to your values and belief systems? So it's on topic, but I think we'll save it for another day. I just want to remind people that if you've enjoyed this podcast so far, I hope that you'll click to follow in your favorite podcasting app in order to get future episodes as soon as they are posted. We would so appreciate you listening to future podcasts where we talk about all things related to capital campaigns. And certainly today's topic about dealing with donors that may have different values than you absolutely comes up in probably every campaign that we've ever worked on. So it's interesting to think about why this is so related to capital campaigns. And, you know, in the the capital campaign business is a big donor business, right? A huge amount of the money you raise through a capital campaign comes from a very relatively few large gifts. And large donors often have uh, a sense of entitlement about their views and are not shy about sharing them. So this topic, I think, comes up more often than it might in other parts of the fundraising world. And you do need to be prepared to answer it in a way that will let you sleep at night because you're true to who you are and true to who your organization is. But at the same time, not light a fire of contention with your donors when you don't have to. Yes. And that being said, sometimes it is appropriate to let a donor go if they are being totally contrary to the values and the mission of your organization. I'll never forget at my very first fundraising job, it was at a domestic violence shelter. And we had this donor that was totally verbally abusive to the staff. And I finally said to the executive director, I don't care how much money he gives. We have got to cut him loose. We cannot tolerate the stress that he is causing us. And we did. And so sometimes it's appropriate and necessary to let those donors go. All right. So we want to encourage you to be an upstander not a bystander when you have the opportunity. Don't feel like you have to kowtow to whatever outrageous or offensive things your donors are saying. But to the extent that you can, you should do that in a positive and non-argumentative way. You don't want to pick a fight with a donor just because you don't agree, right? Most, many people don't agree on many things. It's not the disagreement that's bad. You know, it's that you want to be able to move past that and keep conversations open. You can be a great fundraiser and work with donors with their beliefs who are different from your own without undermining who you are. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining Amy and Andrea for today's All About Capital Campaigns. To learn more about them and their work together, go to CapitalCampaignToolkit.com. You can hear more from Amy and Andrea on a live webinar they host every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join the live sessions and get your questions answered by signing up today at ToolkitTalks.com.
And please like, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you.